This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Gabby. Uh, as you're all aware by now, Elon Musk hosted Saturday Night Live this past weekend. And as we explained in this past week's news dump, the reaction to his hosting duties, it was a pretty mixed bag. Some of the cast were upset by the decision to allow him to host. And if you were absent from any sketches that happened over the weekend, uh, noticeably absent, specifically the ones that made posts on Twitter and then deleted them. Uh, now, the cryptocurrency communities online, uh, specifically those who were invested in Dogecoin, they were ecstatic about his ex uh, appearance because everyone assumed that he was going to mention the coin to an audience that maybe hadn't heard about it yet, thus sending the value of that cryptocurrency to the moon. We, on the other hand, we were generally excited by the idea of him appearing in comedy sketches because we assumed it would be cringy and terrible because of how awkward Elon Musk is, even while hosting his own public events. So how did he do? And uh, what was the reaction from those who simply wanted to be entertained and those who hoped for guaranteed financial gains? Well, it seemed to have gone over pretty uh, negatively overall. Uh, the only win really was that NBC was able to squeeze out a slight boost in SNL's uh, terrible ratings, but uh, <laughs> still only making it. It's the third highest watched episode this season behind uh, the, season, the season premiere that Chris Rock hosted and the post-election day episode hosted by Dave Chappelle. So. Yeah, not even the most watched episode of the season. And yeah, that's so number with, three, not bad, though. And that's with, like, free YouTube streaming, which they don't usually do. They they, they added that for this one, I think. Well, no, well, it was for, like, international audiences, but it also got taken down because people were obviously abusing the link. I, I didn't look into it too much, but they oh, were they, I, I don't know. Did they have an official link? I thought so. I huh. might be wrong about that. Oh, you just get an antenna out. It's NBC. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, during his opening monologue, Elon Musk broke the news that he has Asperger's syndrome, which... Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he said that before. But yeah, it would explain a lot of his uh, previous public speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. um, it also doesn't excuse uh, his more controversial behavior. And it also garnered a pretty negative reaction from the uh, autism spectrum community online from what we saw. He also uh, incorrectly named himself as a trailblazer, saying that he was like the first person with Asperger's to ever host the show or like at least admit it, which is... Um, just wrong. If you like, like, even if you have like a surface level knowledge of like SNL history. Well, it was weird because uh, he he did make the joke, or he's like, he basically made the joke that a bunch of people with Aspergers like, have been there. Like, hey, so if you notice that I'm like, don't make eye contact. It's the Aspergers. But he was also like, I'm the first one to admit it. Like making a joke yeah. that like there's been lots of people with Aspergers no. in there. Dan but, Aykroyd, original yes. cast member of SNL, Dan Aykroyd, uh, who also hosted the show after yeah. he was uh, diagnosed. Yeah, he uh, he are, he already did all this, mm -hmm. uh, and um, arguably uh, a better uh, comedic presence overall. Dan Aykroyd, uh, just uh, as weird, I would Ghost say. <laughs> I would say just as weird. Dan Aykroyd is a very weird person when yeah. you look into him. He he has uh, like. The story behind the the making of, like, Blues Brothers is just like, yeah, I had, like, a lot of friends who worked in, like, the Chicago PD, and I was like, hey, can I borrow a police car for, like, a month and just drive it around? They're like, whatever, you're Dan Aykroyd, take it. And, he's and like, it launched right, cool. a nationwide restaurant <laughs> franchise. Yeah. Uh, also, we bring it up all the time, but the movie Nothing But Trouble is a weird kind of... That is the of, work of a very unique mind. It is. It is a, <laughs> a, a painting of a mind that is unaltered. And I think that... that Did he direct that one, too? He wrote and directed it, I believe, yeah, that, and started it. I think that's his only true, like, auteur work. Like, that is a singular Dan Aykroyd work, and it is fascinating. 
and really bad. Some of the but best practical effects you'll ever see in your entire life. <laughs> yes. uh, anyways, back to Musk and SNL. Uh, the thing that everyone uh, watching SNL, or the thing that had everyone watching SNL for the first time, or at least the first time in a while, uh, was when and if Musk would mention Dogecoin. Say the line, Elon. And so leading up, I mean, he anytime Elon Musk would post something directly about Dogecoin or even a little wink and a nod to Dogecoin, not even directly, the price would immediately shoot up. So this was a natural thing. He's like, when he says it on SNL, going to the moon. Yeah, and uh, all, all signs leading up to it was like, all right, he's got Miley Cyrus wrapped up in all of this because she was posting on Instagram about Dogecoin and stuff like that. So it's like, he's there like spreading the gospel Guys, uh, you're yeah. gonna. You, you know, the only regret you're gonna have is that you didn't buy more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. I'm sure that there were a few uh, people involved in the production of that show, and like Miley and them were just like, I mean, look, what could go wrong? Uh, but look, did he say the line? Oh, he said the line. He did multiple times. In fact, uh, it was actually a recurring theme throughout the episode. He said it. His mom said it. The other cast members said it. It was mentioned so much that you would have assumed the entire SNL writers' room and cast were all heavily invested and wanting to pump this damn coin as much as humanly possible. So obviously all of this mainstream notoriety did wonders for that meme coin, right? All the normies, they were going to come flooding in and they were going to send the value straight to the moon because Coin Daddy, the Doge father, Elon Musk, said the thing on Saturday Night Live. Right? No. No. No, not at all. In fact, the opposite happened. Yeah. Um, in fact, yeah, after days of growth, including, you know, a new all-time high, just so much momentum. Dogecoin crashed so fucking hard. Just the second Elon Musk took the stage. Yeah. It dropped around 36% of its value through the course of just the hour, hour and a half long episode. In fact, someone on Reddit made a chart showing the pivotal moments <laughs> of the show yeah. and, like, how the market reacted to each of those spiking at the beginning of the show and then reaching its lowest point when Elon literally said on live TV, call me the Doge father. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there's a bunch of reasons people came up with as to why the coin was performing so terribly. Despite being pumped by the richest man on earth on a live television broadcast, uh, some claim that it was because Elon had betrayed them by calling crypto investing and Dogecoin a hustle. Mm -hmm. And even more, we're screaming that it was all because Robinhood happened to experience an outage on crypto trading for a significant amount of time during the whole broadcast. It was those damn fat cats again. Bain Constantly Capital or uh, Melvin, Melvin, <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. It was them trying to hold us all down again. Uh, no, it was literally Robinhood was like overflowing even before the episode yeah. started airing because people were selling. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah. Um, still, the coin, it continued to fall on Sunday and has only really found stability where it ended up after the initial SNL crash. I mean, it's still slightly higher than it was a like month a week ago. Yeah, yeah, it's doing <laughs> fine, I guess. Now, obviously, this all means fucking nothing. And by the time this video <laughs> goes up, the coin could be worth 10 cents or $10 because I don't know. But the point is, he went out there, he said the thing, the world watched, and nothing really happened. In fact, a lot of recent investors seemingly lost a bunch of money. Uh, but the most important thing here is, was he funny on that comedy program? Well, I don't know. I, I didn't really think so. Depends on, uh, you know, your definition of comedy. I mean, I there were some chuckle-worthy moments. I'll admit, I, I chuckled a few times. Uh, and honestly, he did perform better than I had anticipated. Uh, he didn't, like, train wreck an entire scene. 
But uh, the whole thing, it just seemed like a big PR campaign for him and his personal brand. Like, hey, I'm just the misunderstood billionaire who likes memes and everyone thinks I'm weird, but, but I'm cool and I'm actually trying to save the world. I mean, uh, he wrote off a lot of justifiable criticism of his that he's put on Twitter by just saying that everyone hates on his tweets because he makes 69420 jokes. Yeah, that's the only reason anyone was just like Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, he performed whatever they threw at him. Uh, there was a couple of funny, like one of the funnier memes that I saw, he was at this terrible Icelandic pop show uh, sketch mm-hmm. where he's like a producer and he has this like spiky wig on. And there's this shot of him like sadly frowning. And someone put it on, I forget which subreddit it was at this point, but someone put it on there and it was basically like my face when I'm losing thousands of dollars because Elon appears on Saturday Night Live. Um, look, he he didn't ruin a scene, I guess. Uh, then he brought his mom on stage. It, for Mother's Day. Yeah, it was a big PR thing for yeah. him. It, it, he didn't fuck up, fuck up anything acting-wise as far as I could tell. But it, it also just wasn't funny, which could be a critique of a lot of SNL episodes these days. Yeah, the whole thing felt a lot like, I mean, if you've ever worked at a reasonably sized company and, you know, like around the holidays or whatever, like, the executives will get to be in like Cut loose. they'll put on like a little sketch or they'll something. They'll unbutton the, the shirt. They'll or pull the tie down. They'll the you know they'll do a training video, but they'll make it fun. Yeah, and it's it was like that. It was it was terrible. But it's it's just a, a, a extremely rich man with uh, very little charisma cutting loose a little bit and having fun and uh, yeah, and doing I would, a little bit of acting. Uh, back when I was still active on Twitter all the time, I would get like people message like. If you hate SNL so much, because I was like, man, SNL sucked again tonight. Like, why do you watch it? And it's like, well, because I grew up thinking this was the pinnacle of comedy. This is like, this would be like a dream job for me growing up. Yeah. And and now watching it, I'm just kind of like bummed out that I'd it's say not better than it is. It's See, I'd say SNL has really always been extremely mediocre. We just selectively remember the, the sketches that weren't. And I'd say even now, I'd say the... Uh, the ratio of good to bad has gotten worse in mm-hmm. recent years, but even now, I'd say each episode probably has like one solid sketch. It's usually the weirder ones towards the back of the episode. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, we had the Lonely, never Island, been that great. Lonely Island era where like almost every week they were cracking out. They were like cracking out bangers, yeah. Yeah, and then you had, of course, like Will Ferrell uh, and... Uh, I mean, that whole era. But I'm telling you, if you go back and watch like full episodes from even Yeah, there's that a lot era, of garbage. There's yeah. a lot of filler. Sure. Anyways, uh, we at the very least got an image of Elon dressed as Wario out of the whole thing. Fucking surreal. Uh, and also, yeah. I loved how the audience had no idea who Grimes was. Just a, a entirely uh, pointless cameo of Grimes as Princess Peach doing an Italian accent. She is not Italian, Grimes. I mm-hmm. thought you were a real gamer girl. You should know these things. <laughs> She's a fake gamer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, if you thought the, the Doge pump stopped there, you'd be wrong. Because... Uh, a perfectly timed press release went out Sunday morning. It looked like it was either supposed to be a boost to an already soaring coin that had been pumped the night before. So, yeah. Uh, but Or a shot in the arm to a coin that had failed just like even further <laughs> thanks to his mention of it. Yeah. I guess maybe they planned for both possible outcomes and the second was the outcome they yeah. got. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, on Sunday morning, it was announced that SpaceX would be launching a mission funded entirely by Dogecoin. Please... We know this is all stupid and pointless, and why are we talking about it? I don't know. Look, this is the type of shit that we cover. It's dumb. The world's dumb. 
It, the world is very uh, stupid. We literally watched the richest man on earth, a man who is uh, has literally ninety percent of the responsibility of space travel and launching vital systems into orbit. Uh, also, like the one guy who's at the forefront of renewable energy right now, for whatever reason, that guy went on a comedy program and dressed as Wario and pumped a meme currency. Like, the world just doesn't make sense. We have to yeah. accept it. If we weren't covering this, we'd have to talk about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez fucking again. Anyway, I wonder what that Doge rocket's called. Well, yep. let's read from The Verge. The Doge One is a CubeSat meant to acquire <laughs> lunar spatial intelligence using onboard cameras and sensors. It's being sent and paid for by a company named Geometric Energy Corporation, and it'll be flown up on a Falcon 9 rocket in the first quarter of 2022. Who knows what Doge will be worth in 2022? <laughs> Enough to uh, apparently send a rocket to the moon. It would be funny if they were like minutes to launch and the, the price of the coin crashed, and they're like, we have to cancel the launch now. We're out of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> we are out of fuel. What were we thinking? Powering this flight on memes. Uh, following the announcement, Elon tweeted, SpaceX launching satellite Doge 1 to moon next year. Mission paid for in Doge. First crypto in space. First meme in space. To the moon. Shut the fuck up. Also, God damn it. Why are you still cringy? He literally tweeted this on April Fool, uh, April Fool's Day. Uh, like space, or, you know, Dogecoin will be the first uh, cryptocurrency on the moon or whatever. So just another point that the, the, the reality we live in ha makes absolutely no sense. This is a fool's reality. Yes. We diverted <laughs> off the path somewhere. It was a Coney 2012. Just yeah. Coney 2012 broke reality. Yeah. That guy started That's, slapping the ground. The Mayans warned us about Coney 2012. <laughs> <laughs> that guy started slapping the ground in San Diego and he <laughs> put the earth on a new trajectory. <laughs> and no one. Yep. No one could have answered. ready for it. All right. Anyways, here's some more uh, from that from the actual press release. Having a this is a real press release, by the way. Having officially transacted with Doge for a deal of this magnitude, Geometric Energy Corporation and SpaceX have solidified Doge as a unit of account for lunar business in the space sector, said Geometric Energy's oh, Chief Executive God. Officer Samuel Reed. Quote, this mission will demonstrate the application of cryptocurrency beyond Earth orbit and set the foundation for interplanetary commerce, said SpaceX Vice President of Commercial Sales Tom Ochenero. Quote, we're excited to launch Doge 1 to the moon. Indeed, through this very transaction, Doge has proven to be fast, reliable, and cryptographically secure digital currency that operates when traditional banks cannot and is sophisticated enough to finance a commercial moon mission in full. It has been chosen as the unit of account for all lunar business between SpaceX and Geometric Energy Corporation and sets precedent for future missions to the moon and Mars. So literally, as we said, the SpaceX is kind of in control of the space game right now, at least in the United States. Uh, and they are positioning fucking Dogecoin as an interplant interplanetary fucking currency. Uh, which is strange because it's an extremely volatile currency. Uh, this, this Geometric Energy Corporation. They're, geometric Energy Corporation. I wonder if they signed... Spacely Sprockets. they sign on to this when the line was just going up and they're like, yeah, we'll take all of it in Doge and then... <laughs> like, uh, well, well... For me, I, I just imagine this is a company that wanted to do something, you know, spectacular with a with a moon mission or something like that. And SpaceX is like, all right, well, you know, we're taking offers. You know, we have the rockets to, to do whatever you need. But uh, how about we, uh, you know, do a little backroom deal yeah. here and you guys support it through Doge. Like, just turn all your money into Doge at the last second. Yeah. Or, or it's just like... <laughs> They're sending them Doge, and they're just immediately, like, cashing out. Like, 
Convert dollars to Doge, send Doge, convert Doge to dollars. Yeah, we did a Dogecoin transaction. Yeah. It's nuts. Anyways, speaking of space, uh, we almost got hit by a goddamn Chinese rocket (laughs) on Saturday night. Yeah. Literally at almost the exact same time that Elon was set to take the stage in New York City. Just uh, some strange uh, happenstance. This leading up to it, I was like, couldn't our spaceman be doing anything more important right now than hosting Saturday Night Live? There is a rocket about to crash down on Earth. Well, I'm sure the actual experts on this show <laughs> were, were. It's not like Elon. It's like it's like oh God, what are we gonna do? Well, Superman save us! <laughs> like there are thousands and thousands of people who've trained and studied their entire fucking lives to uh, make. Space, what we do with space happened. No. Elon, Elon is one person, and uh, he could probably tell you a lot nope. about how it works. If that but... rocket had crashed into America, I would have blamed Elon Musk. Yeah. He shouldn't have been wasting his time on the comedy mm-hmm. program. He should mm-hmm. have been stopping this rocket. Uh-huh. Anyways, yeah, the timing there, a bit Funny. weird. But yeah. yeah, initial tracking had this Chinese rocket crash landing somewhere off the eastern coast of the United States. So if those initial estimates had been accurate, there's a small chance... Probably a very small chance that an out-of-control rocket could have crash-landed right into Rockefeller Center in New York, killing Elon Musk, <laughs> the one man who could have stopped it if he had only taken time away from his comedy show Poetic to save justice. the Earth. Poetic justice. But thankfully, it didn't. No. Uh, yeah, it ended up crashing into the Indian Ocean, far away from inhabited land. It was fine, guys. Don't worry, it's just the ocean. Uh, <laughs> all the fish. Oh! But, uh, yeah, in the days leading up to Impact, uh, this did really start to play out like the Doomsday Meteor Project that we previously talked about on Tech News Day recently. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, this could be could be nothing. Could be could anyway. Be, it could be really, really bad. Also, we have no idea where it's <laughs> yeah. landing or when. I mean, look, just based off of odds, most of the Earth's water is probably going to crash in water. But if it doesn't, well, that would be bad, but it probably won't. We're going to keep an eye on it, though. <laughs> yeah, at first it was like, there's an out-of-control Chinese rocket, and it's going to re-enter the Earth's atmosphere sometime on Saturday, and it could literally crash into anything. Maybe even you. It could crash into you. <laughs> or your family. Yeah. You survived the coronavirus pandemic in America, and you get hit by a fucking rocket. Yeah. I oh, stayed inside for a year. You come outside for the first time ever. You're like, you know what? Today, I'm going to go buy groceries at the grocery stores, and I'm not going to wash them. Smack. Uh, but yeah, um, then as the days and hours went on, people got a better idea of where it would re-enter the atmosphere and also narrowed down, down potential crash sites. Uh, on Saturday, it looked like it was going to go into the Atlantic Ocean, but then somehow it ended up in the Indian Ocean. So what do you it. care? You, you wanted an ocean. <laughs> They're both ocean. We got ocean at home. You think the universe knows that we name our oceans? No, it just sees blue. It's just big water. Yeah. So your guess was as good as anyone else's, I guess. We're just lucky that the planet is 96% ocean. So, you know, a 100 foot tall, out of control Chinese space rocket just isn't constantly landing in our backyards. Uh, According to CBS News, after the incident, NASA slammed China for, quote, failing to meet responsibility standards for the reentry of space debris. Quote, spacefaring nations must minimize the risk to people and property on Earth of reentries of space objects and maximize transparency regarding those operations, NASA Administrator Bill Nelson said in a statement Saturday night. Quote, it is critical that China and all spacefaring nations and commercial entities act responsibly and transparently in space to ensure the safety, stability, security, and long-term sustainability of our outer space activities. Now, for their part, the Chinese government, uh, they basically said that the U.S. was overreacting. Just chill out, guys. And uh, they told us to, yeah, calm down. Just take take a deep breath. Uh, You know, oh, the giant out-of-control space rocket. 
Sit down, you baby. It's Those not going to hit you. Come Americans on. are always overreacting. From CNN. In China, it was not only seen as a vindication of the rocket's design, but also used by state media to argue that the intense global attention was merely a Western effort to discredit China's space program and thwart its progress. <laughs> Quote, their hype and smears were in vain. The Global Times, a state-run newspaper, said in an editorial Sunday, accusing U.S. scientists and NASA of acting against their conscience and being anti-intellectual. <laughs> It's the Cold War again, guys. We're back in the fucking Cold War. Oh, those idiots over at NASA thought we were going to hit them with our space rocket. These people are jealous of China's rapid progress in space technology, the paper said. Some of them even try to use the noises they made to obstruct and interfere with China's future intensive launches for the construction of its space station. We will not be deterred by Western imperialist propaganda. They hate us because they ate us. <laughs> <laughs> but look, that's not the only problem we've been dealing with over the past few days. Uh, we'll tell you all about the others after we take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, which you will need in case space junk ever falls from the sky and hits your house or your automobile. That's a joke. We're not sure if that's covered, but today's no, sponsor I think is... that would be an act of God. Yeah, today's sponsor... Or an act of China. Yeah. Uh, today's sponsor is Gabby. When it comes to car and home insurance, don't you deserve better? Put your policy to the test and check out Gabby. Their name literally stands for Get a Better Insurance. Getting better insurance with Gabby means a better price for the same insurance coverage. Who knew that something like this existed? They are the one true comparison platform with real rates. They give you an apples-to-apples -apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers, all in one place. Use your current insurance information to get started, and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage that you currently have. And it's free to use. I, uh, I did this. I, I put in, I just gave them information. It took five minutes. And I got a list of just every possible insurance option I could have for my home and my car. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, Gabby customers, they save $961 per year on average. Put it in your pocket. And they will never sell your info. So no annoying spam or robocalls. Put your policy to the test like I did. Get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash Today Daily. That is G-A-B-I dot com slash Today Daily. Gabby.com slash Today Daily. All right, we'll do the uh, serious one first so we can leave you on a lighter note with the other story. Turns out the country got hacked again, and it was a real doozy this time. I mean, we're not talking about a hospital full of sick people or an ecological disaster waiting to happen. They messed with our damn gasoline. Like, our gas prices weren't high enough. How already. am I supposed to roll coal? <laughs> These hackers are taking away my gasoline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, uh, uh, there was a ransomware attack on a major, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, gas pipelines in the United States. From CNBC, the company confirmed it was the victim of a ransomware attack Saturday. Colonial Pipeline has hired a third-party cybersecurity firm to launch a probe into the incident and has contacted law enforcement and other federal agencies. The cyber attack has affected some of its IT systems, too. The FBI was notified of the disruption on Friday and is working closely with the company and government partners, a spokesperson said Saturday. Colonial Pipeline, which transports nearly half of the East Coast fuel supply, said it's taking steps to understand and resolve this issue. At this time, our primary focus is the safe and efficient restoration of our service and our efforts to return to normal operation, the company said in a statement. This process is already underway, and we are working diligently to address this matter and to minimize disruption to our customers and those who rely on Colonial Pipeline, the company said. So anyway, it was announced on Monday that the FBI had found the group behind the ransomware attack known as Darkside. Mm -hmm. From the New York Times, 
The FBI, clearly concerned that the ransomware effort could spread, issued an emergency alert to electric utilities, gas suppliers, and other pipeline operators to be on the lookout for code like the kind that locked up Colonial Pipelines, a private firm that controls the major pipeline carrying gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel from the Texas Gulf Coast to New York Harbor. The pipeline remained offline for a fourth day on Monday as a preemptive measure to keep the malware that infected the company's computer networks from spreading to the control systems that run the pipeline. So far, intelligence officials said all of the indications are that it was simply an act of extortion by the group, which first began to deploy such ransomware last August and is believed to operate from Eastern Europe, possibly Russia. There was some evidence, even in the group's own statements on Monday, that suggested the group had intended simply to extort money from the company and was surprised that it ended up cutting off the main gasoline and jet fuel supplies for the eastern seaboard. Uh, Oops. Yeah, I, I, I didn't look into it too much, but it was like, yeah, it was someone connected to it. They're just like, or the, the people who actually carried it out were hired to do so. And they were like, look, we didn't know. We thought we were just ripping off some rich people like we usually do. We didn't yeah. realize we were doing uh no, you know, the stuff with the gas and whatnot. Oh, this is, oh, this is, this is like Starts Wars. We would have probably said no if we knew this was going to turn out this way. Yeah, and the fact that the FBI is like, um, literally everyone, uh, every utility and gas, uh, maybe, I don't know, finally spend some money on IT. And That's how it always sh- works with this shit. You, everyone waits till it, until it happens. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, we should yeah. invest in, invest in cybersecurity. Shit. The These IT know. people cost how much? Mm, I think we'll risk it. Anyway, yeah, this whole saga is still playing out. Uh, as of the time we wrote this episode, the pipeline was still offline. Yeah. Apparently, it's getting a little tricky to get gasoline on the East Coast based on just people on Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, well, their gas prices are going to go up. They're going to get a little taste of what we've been dealing with. Yeah. And then the airlines are probably just punching their hats like, we just got through the worst economic time in our mm-hmm. company's history. Now we got to pay twice as much to haul these fat American fucks around the country? But yeah, anyway, this is once again another in a long line of examples of the extremely vital parts of this country that are literally just held up by particle board and and routinely patched up with bubble gum. It's fucking insane. Yes. But uh, let's hide all that dread under a a nice security blanket of user-submitted creativity thanks to a recent unintended collaboration between (laughs) dozens of people on social video platforms. Yep, okay, yep. It is the... It's the coolest thing I've seen play out as like a, a, a communities coming together to create content. Guys, it's Star Wars Day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know what's great about Star Wars Day is that it's also my birthday. It's also my birthday. So and you know that, what? And you know what that means. I can introduce you to my girlfriend. Uh, yeah, so it all started back on May 4th, <laughs> Star Wars Day, where a TikTok personality named Marcus DePaula introduced his millions of followers. To his girlfriend. His, for, his totally consensual girlfriend, who is there of her own accord. For apparently the first time. Now, okay, this is a, a, maybe the first time on TikTok his girlfriend has appeared in a seemingly less stressful environment on YouTube. Oh, okay. They seem okay. All right. It's just awkward. The video is just it awkward. There was weird vibes. Yes. Uh, he was obviously very excited and enthusiastic as he introduced her <laughs> while she just sat there awkwardly silent, bouncing around to his jerky movements. Uh, looking as if she'd been forced to appear in the video before he turned to her an inch from her face, staring. Hello. And she finally said hello. To many, it seemed almost like a hostage situation where he was forcing her to appear in the video as if to say, I'm okay, I swear, look how happy we are. And look, like I said, there's been other videos on like YouTube of them. They're probably a happy couple. Yeah. We have no idea. Maybe they're not. I don't know. 
sometimes people who aren't on camera often aren't able to match the energy or the, the performance that someone else is giving off. So That's there's fair. a bunch of excuses. That's fair. Could go either way. But yeah. thanks to the duet feature on, to, to, on TikTok where users can add themselves or their own scenes alongside or on top of other people's videos, uh, the original quickly morphed into an awkward girlfriend introduction uh, and morphed from that, what it was, to a full-blown hostage situation as users added to the storyline one piece at a time. They first, someone added a, a toy gun in the frame like he was holding a gun to her head just off camera and then there was hands just below the frame tied in a rope. All and, of this uh, is, is positioned perfectly yeah. matching all of their movements so that it continually... The whole the whole storyline yeah. is a continual pull out. Yeah. It's a camera it moving beautiful. backwards. Yes. We're going to see music videos that do this <laughs> any day now. Anyway, yeah, yeah you had gun, hands, uh, then the rest of both their bodies, the legs added. Then you had police and FBI agents at the door attempting to raid their home, yeah. hostage negotiators, news reporters. Uh, someone added a teleprompter <laughs> of the, the text that the news reporter was saying. Yeah. Um, then you had people watching... <laughs> The, the news coverage on their TV and all of it just on this increasingly It was like the Fibonacci sequence yeah, after a while. It was like, yeah, because each time the original just gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> yeah, the uh, ones that are out now, you have no idea yeah, what the original video is. Yeah, the original, yeah, the ones, uh, I've seen a few where, like, the original video is literally hidden behind the TikTok watermark. Yeah, there you was. can't even tell. Yeah, there was one where it was, like, someone watching it on TV and looking up and there was a helicopter hovering. So it's just someone watching the TV coverage and a helicopter yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it, it just kept evolving. New content and visuals were added over and over and over with, with each new post. It created one of the most unique and naturally growing narratives and, dare I say, works of art yeah. that we've ever seen. Like, when you say, what should you buy as an NFT? Now this is art. Yeah, this is a spontaneous, collective work of creativity. This, some of the greatest minds on this app which makes came it, together. Which makes it priceless. Legally and uh, <laughs> and for the purposes actually of the China owns it. Yeah, I think probably they're gonna drop this from the atmosphere and see where it lands. Anyway, yeah, literally millions of people have watched a non-existent story just grow and grow and grow and develop with each new contribution. The best of which rose to the top of the algorithm, the for you page. Yeah, FYP, so they could be built on top of as well. Yeah, it was uh, it was wild watching it. It's there's two very distinct storylines that are playing out on TikTok right now, and they're both very gripping. They like mm -hmm. they, they 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 take a hold and you just got to go see what's happening next. It's this one which I think has pretty much run its course now, but there's also one that's been playing out of the over the course of a month and it's this guy Jonathan who explores the area of New York City and the surrounding boroughs. Um and uh he is like just kind of like a lovable uh person who I don't know, but seems to be probably on the spectrum. Going around places in New York singing, New York, concrete jungle. And he's in different spots. He travels all over. People have mapped where he's gone in one day, and okay. it is unbelievable. Like so he, he just, all like day, he, he's just running around. He'll go from, like, the Bronx to Brooklyn and then end up in Times Square. Oh, that's a lot of, that's... that's one day he went there. skydiving and then went to Times Square. Afterwards, like, showing people, like, I went skydiving today. Anyways, uh, he's turning into a villain. Uh-oh. Unintentionally, because he seems like a pretty natural person that is just progressing. Uh, he did one like last week where he's like, I run this city now! Me! I run it! 
this city belongs to me. And like people took that video and turned it into like like the Joker and Batman and like where Spider-Man is like watching okay. stuff on the screen. And it's evolving now to where he he's now people are trying to go find him around New York. And so now he's charging $50 to be in videos and stuff with them. It's it's insane. Okay. Anyways, that's there what's you playing go. out. There's your Zoomer news. Dab. Sheesh! <laughs> Sheesh! <laughs> Dab. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll see you uh, very soon for Tech News Day. And, of course, the rest of the video is coming out this week. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Oh, watch. Uh, Weekly Weird News is right up here. It's the grossest yeah. episode of Weekly Weird News we've ever done. I'm sorry. I had friends reach out personally. <laughs> they were like, this is the... Sickest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, and then an episode of News Dump that you can watch. Watch both of those right there, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.